First and Goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson is live 1 to 8 p.m. every Sunday throughout the season. The NFL is on. Tune in. Pleased to be joined by J.P. Shadrick from the Jaguars Radio Network. J.P., we appreciate you taking the time. Jacksonville had so much momentum coming off the impressive road victory in Houston. What happened in this one? Well, yeah, you're right. First off, it's good to be with you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, tough one tonight. It was, you know, it was a battle of three and outs, field goals, and turnovers early in this game. Six to three halftime score, and the Jaguars' offense just couldn't get anything going outside, or they couldn't get anything going at all. Really, they're they're counting on this run game this year with Leonard Fournette. And when you're facing eight and nine in the box a lot of the day, it was hard to find anything else, especially with Allen Robinson gone for the year. This offense is still trying to figure out something to um, to give a wrinkle to to this run game, and they couldn't find much of that today. So Tennessee kind of teed off on the on the Jaguars' run game and held Fournette to 40 yards on 14 carries in the game. Uh, they had to abandon the run game in the second half when uh, Bortles threw another interception. It was a nine to three game after they kicked a field goal, and then four consecutive drives of touchdowns for Tennessee in the second half. Uh, pulled away at the end of this thing. So, uh, for an offense that's struggling to find something outside of the run game, it was not a good day. JP, Nick Ferguson here. You just touched on a couple of things. Uh, not having Allen Robinson uh, in, in the game plan put a lot of pressure on Blake Bortles. And last week, the game plan uh, seemed like it was, though, we're going to take the game out of his hands and run the ball with Leonard Fournette. But you just mentioned the fact of two interceptions by Blake Bortles. Chad Henney is the guy in waiting on the sideline. So, if you're Doug Marone, you know, now you say, well, I really don't have a guy at the quarterback position, so I'm just going to go and play with Chad Henney because he is a veteran and he may have a little more experience at this time than Blake Bortles. Yeah, I don't know about that. Doug Marone said after the game, he was asked about that if he thought about changing quarterbacks and said, no, no, that's, that wasn't the case. There were issues today. They were behind the chains a lot, too. That's the other part of this thing. They had 10 penalties for 99 yards today. A lot of those on early downs or it's first and 20 and then you run the ball and it's second and 19 and what do you do then? You know, you can't run for that up the middle again. So um, a lot of those were situations where no matter who the quarterback is, uh, it wouldn't have mattered at that point. So, and now the first interception for Blake was batted at the line. Uh, the second one was a little behind the receiver, hit him, batted up in the air and intercepted. Uh, they're both interceptions at the end of the day. Yes, I get it. So I think there are some other things beyond that. So it's not – it didn't have the feel, just sitting here watching every snap of it, of them about to pull Blake out of the game. You know what I mean? He had some yardage late when it was, the game was decided. Uh, but I, I think this is still Blake's team, and, at least for right now. And I, I, didn't, I didn't sense that move at all today, and Doug Marone confirmed that after the game too. Chatting with J.P. Shadrick from the Jaguars Radio Network and Jaguars.com. JP, since I knew you were going to join us, I did some research, and perhaps I got caught up in the euphoria of the nifty win on the road in Houston. Jacksonville was trying to go to 2-0 for the first time since 2006. We know it's a week-to-week league and the intensity of divisional matchups, but given how good this football team looked a week ago, how disappointing is this game? Oh, it's pretty darn disappointing. If you listen to our uh, call-in show on our radio network just a few minutes ago, we just went off the air about 15 minutes ago. It, it's uh, it's extreme, man. I mean, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> they ride the wave. There's no doubt about that. So uh, fans are on edge. But at the end of the day, the team's one and one. And do you really know everything about this football team after two weeks? Do you really know everything about every football team 
uh, after two weeks. I don't think so. I think there's still some things to build on for this team. Uh, they didn't have uh, – I think this is a good defense. Uh, they were set up on some short fields today and asked in that second half to defend the short field quite a bit. You can't do that for any defense. Uh, they did have a takeaway on defense today, which is a good sign. Um, you got to get something going on offense. I think that's the big question here. So is it a lost cause? No. They're still tied for first. You know, they're one and one, and you go into Wembley Stadium to face a team in Baltimore next week, guys, that's 2-0, and and they have 10 takeaways on defense in two games, but they've never been to London before, so you throw all that in the mix. So I think there are fans on edge right now, but that's to be expected with a performance like this today uh, in which a, a division rival comes into your house on opening day at your house and rips you apart. So it's mixed, but I think uh, it'll even out as the, as the season goes on here, and we'll see what happens this week. Well, JP, you just mentioned the fact that they're facing the Baltimore Ravens, who in the past two weeks playing outstanding uh, football, especially on the defensive side, looking reminiscent of uh, the type of defense that Ray Lewis led when they went back to the Super Bowl. But also, you mentioned the fact that, okay, they have to travel over to the U.K., and you feel as though that would give the Jags maybe uh, an advantage because they they made this trip before, and they've had to play through this game. So now if you're Tom Coughlin, this is what you're telling your team, yes, we suffered a, a tough divisional loss, but now we get someone of a home game in the U.K. with the Ravens coming in, and that may be the momentum we need to get us over the hump. I don't think it hurts. I mean, it is the fifth straight year the Jags have gone over there, and they kind of had an idea the last couple of years of how to handle it, leaving on Thursday, getting there Friday morning, making it a short, almost a West Coast feel road trip, uh, and then coming back right after the game Sunday night. So, And they've won the last two years doing that, too. So uh, the routine is different for a team that's never done it before. Um, so we'll see. Now, is it the main thing they're going to say to the team this week? No, they got bigger fish to fry than that. The penalty issue, number one, get the run game going. Where are you going to go when you can't run the ball? Those That's two and, uh, and two A and 2B right there together. So they've got bigger issues than that. It doesn't hurt, though, when you go into a place that you're a little more familiar with than the opponent. And the, the scene in London is always different, man. It really is. It's always a fun game, and we'll see if the Jags make it really fun this Sunday. JP, we appreciate the information. Thanks for giving us a few minutes again on the NFL on TuneIn. Anytime, guys. We'll talk to you soon. The NFL is on TuneIn. First and goal with Brian Weber and Nick Ferguson. Hear every score as it happens live every Sunday throughout the season from 1 to 8 p.m. Eastern.